Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey, how do I sound? You sound great. Okay, because I've got like a cat screaming and I've got like a fire going. And so I always wonder if my ambient sounds just sound like, if my like background sounds like a horror show or if it sounds like, oh, a peaceful nook in the woods. It doesn't sound like a cat has started a fire, no. Okay. So that's good. That's the best I can hope for. Yeah. (laughs) How are you doing? You got caught. Did you get caught in traffic or like a snowstorm or something this morning? It was just like, it was just traffic getting out, like getting, it was like traffic within Williamsburg to get onto the BQE. Oh my God. Happens, which is like the most infuriating thing in the world, because at least when you're on a highway, you're like, oh, there's all sorts of horrible things that could be happening that are making this happen. But when it's like, I am trying to go 0.8 miles and then it gets all it's just like I, I mean, I hate driving already. And now I drive all the time because I live upstate and my anchor baby boyfriend who holds down the fort in Brooklyn, like, you know, I have to go see him a lot. And I choose to. <laughs> Um, that's, you know, that's just part of what living two hours away means, but like driving is such a nightmare. And I had like driven all over Brooklyn two days before doing photo shoots, um, for a, like a different project and like driving. I don't know. I like have such a newfound respect for like all of the cab and like, you know, Lyft and, you know, Uber Mm -hmm. drivers, because I'm like, how do you do this all day? Like, people are so aggressive and awful, and, like, city streets are so, like, not intuitive the way they are in some other places. Anyway, I'm all back. I'm I'm back home in my woodland hideaway and uh, ready to go. Are we recording already? (laughs) Oh, we're in it. We're in it. We're in the show. We're in the show. We're doing the show right now. All right. Yeah. Um, So when did you move out of town like when did you move of state that seems like a really big decision and I know maybe you've talked about it elsewhere um but that's it's like it's such a big deal and like now you have to do all this driving um and I can yeah. see that being a big pain in the ass but also I guess there's an attraction to like not being in New York City yeah so I decided on like January 1st 2016 I was like I got the like renewal notice for my lease and like some law had like expired or like been introduced. Like somehow my rent that had been going up like $25 a month um, every year, like every year I would get the thing and it'd be like, your rent is now from went from like 1200 to 1225. Um, and I was like, okay, that's fine. And then suddenly it, it like jumped to 50 a month. And I was like, this isn't a terrible rent to pay, but like, I'm really, I'm really annoyed that like they just can like pull that on you. And like, I was at that point, like, so like not taking advantage of living in New York city. I was just like, I order seamless a lot Mm -hmm. and groceries delivered here. And like, I don't go to like art shows and I don't go to like movies that only, you know, open in New York and LA anymore. And I don't go to clubs. Um, and I just sort of like live, I just shuffle between like my boyfriend's house and my house because I work at home and I was like, why not do this in a scenic retreat upstate where I can get a lot more for this kind of money. And so I like set out to 
do that. But like, I, I made that decision January 1st. And then I met my boyfriend January 4th. But like, nothing ever works out for me. So I was like, Oh, like, this guy will get sick of me in like two and a half months. And like, it'll be fine. And I'll like still like go up into my cabin retreat. Um, but then it was like, Oh, this is like, staying or this is like still happening this is still happening like this person hasn't like you know decided I'm a loser or and like ghosted but I was like so far into the process of like buying the house I was like okay like hey is this okay if I like move away he's like yeah like one of the reasons I really liked you was because you had like a dream that you were following and were able to accomplish and so I found the house in June it took all summer to like get inspections and clothes and like you know they they like really interrogate you about your whole life and like all of your spending. And, uh, and that's always intimidating. But, uh, I closed on September 1st and like moved in September 1st, like right after I signed the papers. And so I've been here for a little over six months and I've gotten used to the driving part, um, for the most part, because it's just like, there's people who drive to work every day. And I'm just like, and like they sometimes drive, like there's people in this area. I live about two hours, 10 minutes North of, like it takes me that long to get to Brooklyn. So like there's people who live up here who commute to New York city every single day. And I'm like, okay, if they can do it every day, I can do it once a week, like getting there and back. And especially <laughs> have like someone come with me back up with me to like either visit or like, I like bring my boyfriend. If I, if it's like, I bring him on the weekends as opposed to him, like taking the bus. It's like, it's not that bad, but it's just so much less stressful than like being on the subway every day. And like, having to go to things that you really don't want to go to. (laughs) I mean, yeah, not living in New York is the best excuse for not having to go to anything in New York, right? It really is. And like, you take better, you make better use of your time there when you do go. Mm. Very like, oh, like I'm in the city. I should like go to dinner somewhere that I couldn't get this kind of food upstate. Or like, oh, I should see this person because like, I haven't seen them in a while. And so my social life there is like, it's very, it's like more active than it was that like when I was there. But it's also like, if there's like some sort of like media party, I'm like, oh, I live upstate. And like, nobody knows I'm in town. (laughs) Oh, I can't, I can't do that thing that everyone, like, I'm like, everyone is like hanging out on Twitter all day anyway. Like, what are we going to talk What are we going to say that we missed during the day in this experience? Which is not to say that like, I mean, I love that, like, I'm I'm not like an anti-media person in terms of like, oh, it's so bad. Like, oh, it's so like insidious and this and that. But like, it's a lot. There's a lot of hanging out. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of opportunities that like I just can't keep up with and that I don't ever really know if like people actually want me there if they're if they feel like obligated to invite me to things and so I'm like you know what I'm not gonna be around for a lot of this stuff um and so it also makes it feel really special when I am there so that's that's great attention where it's like people like oh you're here from upstate oh my gosh because like (laughs) everyone realizes that I'm in the city every single week um you know, or, or, or close to it. So, yeah. Yeah. It seems like you've got a whole, like, whole plan down. Yeah. And it's, it's working pretty well. And I think it's going to be, I mean, I'm wondering how it's going to be once the like winter abates, but like right now where I am, it's like 21 degrees and snowy ish. And 
I, you know, it's like that, those kind of days are like harder to get up and like get into the city. And I feel like it's easier both. I feel like it's both easier for me to get in when it's like warmer because it's just like less like, Oh, I have to get out of the car to get gasoline. And like, I might die while I'm doing that. (laughs) Um, because I didn't bring my gloves. Um, but then other people like want to come up when it's like nice out. Cause it's like beautiful trees and like creeks we can swim in and like beaches that are like along the Hudson river that are like not horribly polluted. Um, and you know, all sorts of gallivanting opportunities that people are going to have. Yeah. Gallivanting is great. You got to gallivant. I mean, New York, not much gallivanting because you know, all of you've got like, where are you going to gallivant really? Yeah. Like, like central park, like central park, I guess. But like, that's like weird. Cause it's like, there's all these picnics and there's like always, always like, you're always afraid if you gallivant like into somebody's like wedding shots, like, Hey, so I'm gallivanting here. Exceptions for it. And like that sort of ruins the whole, the whole vibe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's, um, it's nice to have space for sure, which is obviously at a premium in a place like New York. Um, now I've sort of been out of town for a while too. And, and it's gotten me thinking like, maybe I could do that. Maybe I could be one of those people who lives on the outskirts of a major city and like gets a lot done and lives in a small town and is like a mysterious glamorous stranger who lives in like this small city or small town and then like drives into New York every once in a while. And then I'm like, Oh, I don't drive though. But you could learn. Could I? I mean, I don't know how your hand eye coordination is. I'm old. I can't learn anything anymore. But like what like cars are going to get different. Like cars are going to be self-driving. That's true. I will. If that's been my plan the whole time, I saw this coming and I was like, no, no, no. I will not have to learn to drive. If I wait long enough, the car will drive itself. Yeah. And, you know, if you have indicated. So thanks, Uber. Is it Uber that did it? I thought Google was doing it. Oh, everyone's doing it. Or is it, like, is it like an evil empire project where it's like Elon Musk is also going to join this trifecta of evil that makes driving much safer, but also like it's not even driving? Isn't it just going to be little pods? Like It's pods mostly. It's going to be pods. Um, and I can't wait until all of the truck drivers of America are like put out of work in like one year by self-driving cars because that's going to be really interesting (laughs) oh my god and like is it like why don't they fly um that's a good question i don't know i do not have a good answer to that why don't they fly i i that's the thing i don't understand because like i was always like i was watching minority report like five years ago and like Mm -hmm. they have these sort of like vertical highways and like there's ways of like it being all like you know futury and like not driving like regular cars but like ultimately driving like regular cars um and it's like you know super like the highway system is like super elaborate and like the the car isn't like it's sort of self-driving but like Tom Cruise has to do something with his hands. Like, I don't fully understand it. But I was just like, why aren't all of these cars... Maybe they were flying, but it's like people don't know how to, like, change lanes if the, if it's, like, flying lanes. But, like, it just seems like there's so many... There's so much space that we could be driving in that's not highways. Like, sometimes I'll be like, I have to get to, from here to here. And, like, as the crow flies, that would take me 10 minutes. But, like, because I have to use roads, it's going to take me, like, 37 minutes. 
Um, and I also, I mean, I, I understand why it's like, oh, well, we don't want people flying their little pods over people's houses and like emitting, you know. Poison, yeah. And on their, you know, and like just being loud and annoying. Like it's already annoying when like planes go overhead. But there's just a lot of questions here. We're, we're just at, we're just asking questions is what we're doing. Yeah, we're just like, asking questions. We just have, it's, it's about questions that require answers, which I think that, you know, if Elon or Sergey or whoever, whatever masterminded Uber, whose name I don't know, is listening, we've got questions. Okay? Get on here, Elon. We got questions for you. <laughs> why wonder- can't they why can't they fly, though? I mean, they, they're going to space. They're, they're going to Mars. How come like, you can send a car to space, but you can't send a car to Brooklyn from Queens in in the air? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. I am also not an engineer or a technologist or a, like, techno-utopian. Mm. You, don't, you don't believe tech will save us. I don't believe tech will save us. Or like, I mean, I think that like, I mean, tech is only as like, as, is only as like morally neutral as its creators and like no human creators are morally neutral. Mm-hmm. And so I think like tech is bad when bad people make it and tech is good when good people make it. And I think tech is better when several people make it who are asking questions of each other and of the like previous tech and of like, you know, like so many answers just so many questions just like don't get asked in the making of so much of it um where i'm like you know you guys kind of like figured this out by like i don't know asking a woman like three questions <laughs> <laughs> like maybe this technology like wouldn't go over well they're like oh no like we have the ultimate you know set of like reasons and rational responses i'm like oh but like maybe like just like three, three questions, one woman. Yeah, minutes. it's yeah. almost like it's almost like their scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Yeah, you and know? like there's so much. Like I mean, I I love learning about like what's happening in AI and like you know robot takeovers and like you know all of those things are like super fascinating to me. But like so much of the stuff that you hear is like oh like all the robots are going to be bad because they're all designed as like servants women like to like cook things and be assistants and like you know the like and like the ones that like do surgeries don't even get like cute little names you know (laughs) the ones that like clean kitchens and like are like automated like you know very like whatever it was called in the Jetsons. Like those ones get named girl names. And then like the ones that are like, you know, running into buildings to like take babies and cats like out of like buildings that are on fire. Like I don't even know if they get names. Like because they're just like or if they get you know named like like I don't think they get named like Susan. No, yeah. They they don't, I don't think. Um so are I, you are you like walking around or like rustling? Is there something rustling? Um, I'm. <laughs> yes, I can. I can stop rustling right now. Okay, it was just, I, it was coming through pretty loudly, is all. Okay, that was me um, cutting slices of Vermont cheddar to eat before I go to an event. But wow, I, that sound that's a very odd sound. It sounded like you were like crinkling up a paper or something. Oh yeah, it's like there was like a 
plastic wrap around. Oh, she, that's what it would be. Yeah. Girls gotta eat. Girls gotta eat. Yeah, you gotta eat. You gotta eat. I just ate some Domino's left over from last night. How was that? Oh, man, it's better than it was last night because I heated it up in the oven. And um, something about Domino's, I've noticed this. It's just Domino's, guys. When I order from other places, they they never do this. But Domino's delivery guys universally are always like, oh, you look so pretty tonight. And it's like, well, thank you. I have the pre-Domino's glow. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm about to eat Domino's. It's like when a pregnant woman glows. It's like that, but I'm about to eat pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just glowing with with excitement. Um, but uh, yeah, I just like I just see a slice of pizza. I've got a glass of red wine right now. So and I got my I just got back like um, we were talking. We had to like push back again today because I was getting my nails done and it took like way longer than I thought it was going to. So I just like rushed home, poured a glass of wine, and now here I am. So um, yeah, I gotta eat, gotta drink wine, gotta uh, do an event. Is your event book related? It is. Do you uh, want to talk about your book? Um, sure. It's so weird to talk about the book again because, I mean, I've been talking about the book nonstop since it came out February 7th. Um, and, like, there's, like, this huge so – it's called All the Lives I Want. And it's uh, – I don't know how much I'm supposed to, like, be promotional about you it. You can like, be as promotional as you want. And also, if you don't want to talk about it that much, if you want to talk about other stuff, that's cool too. But I, I'm excited to hear about it. Well, so it came out February 7th and like prior to that, it felt like like the week before when people were like planning to um, like, you know, publish like media stories and like interviews like about it with like interviews with me. um, It just felt like I was just like, oh, my God, everyone's going to be so overwhelmed with how much like, you know, material is out there related to this and they're going to get super bored. And like, and then it was like, that didn't happen. Like, cause people, you know, are going to selectively click on like the things that they like. Um, and then like there were, you know, there was like, it's just been like stuff has like been trickling out that is, you know, book related. And, um, like in the first week, like the really diehard fans will like, you know, or, or your friends. Um, you know, sometimes there's overlap in that, in that, that grouping. I'm grabbing, since you mentioned a glass of wine, I'm going to get a, an alcohol seltzer, a spiked Mm -hmm. sparkling, um, because I think that's a good idea. And so like that first week, there's like everyone who was really excited about the book before it came out and was like anticipating getting theirs in the mail or like going to the bookstore, like puts up pictures on Instagram and like tags you in them. And like, there's this whole, like, you know, like energy and momentum around it where you're like, Oh wow, this is great. Like, uh, you know, like this is so popular, but like, it's really like the people, you know, the like selection of people who are really into it. And then like, for the rest of people like who either pre-ordered it or like got it the same week, but like didn't immediately read the whole thing, you know, because that's a normal, that's a, that's a normal thing that I keep forgetting is like people don't get a book and immediately read the entire thing mm-hmm. and then report back. And so I've been like, so I had this like couple of weeks where I was like, well, everyone hates my book because like, <laughs> oh, they've stopped sharing like, you know, the fourth interview about it. And like, I haven't been tagged in an Instagram post for this long. And then it's like, 
it starts to like reemerge as like people finish the book and people like tell their friends about the book. And then like you see conversations on those like Instagram posts that are like beautiful pictures of the book. And they're like, what is that? Do you recommend? And like, I'm naturally just like, if I'm tagged in it, like I am looking through all of those and I'm like, oh my God, you should buy it. I'm the author. Like, you know, just being annoying and like, hope you enjoy it. You know, like being that person who's like, look, I appreciate that you like are sharing this because I feel like, you know, that is, you know, something that um, people in a lot of ways find validating. Like if they tag the author, they wanted the author to see it. They want the author to react. And so I've been doing a lot of that. And then like I got a New York Times book review uh, two weeks ago um, that like got, you know, renewed interest in it. And then like I've been like back on that stuff. But it's just like you feel like the book is like this. It's one of those things that my, a friend of mine was like, I don't know how you're, cause I felt like I was over promoting it. And I had a friend be like, you're really like keeping uh, pretty like chill about the book. Um, considering, you know, the other book that just came out, I was like, Oh, I felt like I was being overkill. She's like, Oh no. Like when people have books out, like it's all they ever talk about. I'm like, well, I want to like, you know, remind people that like, I'm still a fun, exciting personality. <laughs> like, you know, wanting them desperately to buy my book and, you know, give it a good review. Um, and so like figuring out what that line is, what the like algorithm is to like cool, fun tweets. And then like, please buy my book tweets. It's really good. And like how much to like retweet, like, like I love to like share because people will like send me pictures of like, you know, their cat with my book and I love it. And so I like always want to share those, but I'm like, how many of these can I retweet without it looking like I made all of my fans like take pictures of the book and their cat? Um, and so I have like a very overactive imagination about what people are going to think I'm doing when really it's just like, oh, like when people like a book, it's normal for them to like put a picture of it with their cat. It's like, oh, look, two things I really like this book and my cat. Uh, <laughs> and so um. I mean, all of that is to say, like, I'm still sort of a mess about it. And it's only been a month, but I feel like almost like, oh, I thought this was over. And then I'm like doing this reading tonight in Hudson. And I don't know. I've never read in anywhere but New York City. And so I'm very like, what's the scene like? Like, what, you know, what should I read? Like, is it going to be, are they going to laugh at my jokes? Like, how, how well does it like, you know... It would be funny if Cordy Love killed Kurt Cobain joke go over in Hudson, New York versus like Brooklyn. Um, you know, I don't know. And I don't know if I want to find out. So I might not use that particular <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like, will it play in Peoria? Will your Courtney Love murder jokes play in Peoria? Right. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm like, you know, Hudson is like a, it's like a, you know, cute, like, up, I don't even want to say up and coming because it's just like an established, nice, cute town, like upstate, like on the um, on the east side of the Hudson has like cute, you know, villages and like, you know, like there's famous people who live there and it's like nice um, in a way that's very similar to like certain parts of Brooklyn. But I'm kind of I mean, like even in Brooklyn, I'm like, I wouldn't do the like. Courtney Love murder joke uh, for 
like, you know, Brooklyn Heights, but I might do it for like Williamsburg. And like, and, and so I, I don't know, like, I don't even know which part of Brooklyn Hudson is like the analogous to, because I mean, Brooklyn is huge and Hudson is tiny and like a little bit older, I think. Um, but I can like, you know, I can sniff out a crowd hopefully and figure it out, but I'm very nervous to do so because, because I want everyone to like me and for everyone to buy my book. (laughs) (laughs) This struggle is real. Yeah. People don't know, like people sometimes are like, oh, like I just hope, you know, people who like, you know, would want to find it, find it. And I'm like, I want everyone to find it. I want everyone to love it. Like, why doesn't everyone have it? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm like, why haven't I seen it in public more? Like, it's, I mean, it's like a very childish and like high, I have like very high expectations of like myself and it, but I'm like, it's fine. You're doing fine. But like, like, like publishing a book I've found like makes, and I've asked other people about this. People are like, oh yeah, like it makes you completely crazy. Like, because you're always like checking your Amazon stats and like, you know, wondering why this publication isn't doing something about it. And like, you're not paying attention to like the five that just did. And like, you know, it's, um, the whole process is like, it's a mess that, that like, sort of, like, takes away sometimes from, like, the fact that you're, like, oh, like, I, sometimes I'll, like, look back at the book, like, since publishing it, and I'm, like, oh, right, like, I think this is, like, a good thing that lives in the world now, like, I don't hate that, like, this book is not just, like, an entity of my brand, like, this book is, like, full of, like, ideas that matter to me, and, like, people who have, like, been significant in my life who are, you know, they're celebrities, but, like, they um, have played a role in, like, cultivating my understanding of, like, what the world's treatment of women looks like when they, like, stray from certain paths or embrace certain paths um, or are, I hate the word unapologetic, but, like, who are who are not sort of, like, constantly, like, ready to, like, toe the party line, uh, take the party line toe the party line i think you toe tow it you t-o-e yeah okay yeah and so i you know i'll keep like looking back and being like oh right like this is this is good that this is out there like i am glad that the, like the people who have found it have and like hopefully they'll tell a friend and like more people will have it in their lives um so like i want it to be servicey in that way um I also just want to know like how it's doing because I don't feel like I do. Um, Except, you know, from like reviews, like reviews don't mean sales and like sales don't mean, you know, good reviews and all of these things. Like I think, you know, yeah. Bestsellers are sometimes like that kid who went to, who went to heaven like and just made it all up. Yeah. (laughs) Colton Burpo. Yes. He just made up a trip to heaven. Like, that is an excellent grift. That is like a cool scam. Yeah, he's on his grind. Yeah, like, and I like, I'm Respect. sure there were, like, you know, horrible parents behind that who like goaded, like, I don't know what they did, but like, I'm like, this poor. I mean, he's probably not poor. He's probably rolling in the dough after his journey to heaven, um, where he like he met God, I think, and like he high fived God, yeah. 
he five he high fived God. He like I I want to say like I mean I don't think that these things happened, but like I really do imagine that book being like. And then I was in the cafe and met Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> like, and then I you know met Marilyn Monroe and like all of these and then like Jesus of course because I think it had like a very religious slant to it, but like I really had imagined it being like a tour of heaven. <laughs> and like and I know that if I read it I would be like Colton look at all of these missed opportunities that you had to you know do the like you know who would you who would you dine with <laughs> <laughs> like he's you know he's a kid he'd probably pick like you know a bunch of kids Barney would be, would be a Mickey Sam. Mouse <laughs> but like did those die like do they live in heaven I mean Mice don't live that long. But, like, Mickey Mouse is, like, a different kind of mouse. Um, I I think we'll have to go to the Disney wiki for that. Um, I think science is still out on what kind of mouse he is. Well, I thought he was, like, how, like, Peter Parker was, like, he's not really a spider, but he's not really a man anymore. So, w- wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you implying that Mickey Mouse was a man who was bitten by a radioactive mouse and became a horrific mouse man creature? I was actually thinking that it was a mouse. Who was bitten by a man? Who was like bit by, who who like drank something and became a man. <laughs> he like drank like, like I, I was imagining it very like Alice in Wonderland and less like Spider-Man origin story. Mm-hmm. You know, um... But I, I, you know, it's like how it's, you know, how like people are always like, how come Pluto is like this and Goofy is like this? They're both dogs. Yeah. Both dogs. But like one has like a very man-like existence and one has a very dog-like existence. So you're saying that. Because um, okay. maybe the size of people. Well, like he, he drives boats. And he like, does. Um, I want to get this cosmology straight. So basically Mickey was... Um, some substance he he imbibed some substance which basically granted him the curse of knowledge and he knows that he's going to die now he's a person um (laughs) and then he is like i can't go through this cursed existence on my own so i need to um i need to expose other people to this so that's where goofy that's where many that's where donald come from and then pluto is a normal dog who has not been exposed to this mysterious substance to the to the apple the the forbidden apple um so pluto does not have the knowledge of death but goofy does it's cheese it's cheese okay yeah because i think this is also the isn't this the plot of the secret of nim yeah yeah it is where like they were all in like a lab and they got you know shot up with knowledge and then they escaped Nim and moved into the garden. Yeah, the National Institute for Mental Health did some, got up in their brains and uh, made them people. Yeah. And so I think that there is, you know, there's there's obviously precedence for, like, this being a real thing that happens to mice. It just, like, people are like, you, you think it's secretive Nim? Like, you don't even know how far back this goes. This goes back to the 1920s. <laughs> Steamboat Willie. Like, that mouse learned that being a mouse? No way. And, like, you know. Mm-hmm. 
These are Mickey Mouse truthers, basically, you're describing. <laughs> and, like, maybe I'm their new leader. Maybe this maybe. is my... Maybe this is my next my next big project. Maybe it is. But like I mean, I feel like this is just like the, you know, the substance of like every conversation I have high, like every week. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, oh, wait a minute. How come this and that? And I feel like it's like, you know, it's to this point like it's like a movie cliche about like you know, Seth Rogan having a conversation about like, yeah, but like what about this? But, like, hey, man, how come, like, in the Jungle Book, like, the panther is, like, a dude? Like, the monkey's a dude and the bear's a d- But then how come are there regular dudes? Like, man. Yeah. I mean, that's my new life. Yeah. I mean, it's a good – you're living your best life. And And it's, like, these are important questions, but they also – like, these things are for children – and I don't know if, like, children care about them as much as we grown-ups do. I'm sorry if I'm making noise. I'm adding a log to the fire, and the log is too big for the wood stove. Um, so I have to, like, like, like shove it in, kind of. Oh, my God. Close. I live you in have, country- like, a real rural, rustic life going on. Yeah. It's like, uh my log is too big for my wood stove. <laughs> that feeling, that feel when, you know, I think we all can relate to that. I mean, it's right, ladies. I mean, <laughs> that wood, that log won't go in my wood stove. I love the idea of like, I like the extent, like the when you have to think of the metaphor extended, it's like in my wood stove, like the log won't fit. It's like, oh, where are you? burn (laughs) death to give you warmth and dematerialize it to ashes yeah i don't i'm not seeing a problem with that it's all you know no continuity errors here yeah i know it all checks out um okay sorry i got a text and wanted to make sure i wasn't like getting the times wrong for my for my event that I have to go to. I can't decide. I'm still like freaking out about like, do I read Sylvia Plath? Do I read Courtney Love? Do I read Sylvia Plath? Do I read Ooh. So is that like, is that how the book is organized? Like every chapter or like every essay is like a different. It's a different, it's either a different woman or a different like set of women. And so there's like one chapter, there is like a Sylvia Plath chapter. That's, that's what well, essay that's like mainly focused on like, I mean, it's mostly focused on her as, like, this sort of, like, like, avatar in, like, modern pop culture and, like, in, like, Tumblr culture. Mm -hmm. You know, she's just, like, the stand-in for, um, you know, bad girls Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways and how she's, like, sort of become this sort of, like, accessorized and, like, you know, if you wanted to, you could go on Etsy and buy, like, a whole wardrobe with, like, Sylvia Plath all over it. Like, her words, her images, like, all of this stuff. Like, you get, you get tote bags, you get shoes. Like, there's all sorts of things. And, like, and how um, people hate Sylvia Plath um, for so many reasons. Like, most of them being, like, I think really suspicious and, like, I'm like, wait a minute, like, that's not a good reason to hate a dead person um, or a writer. And um, and it's about how, like, Tumblr sort of, like, resurrects her constantly in these ways that are, like, 
that are important because it helps these girls like find each other and that like Tumblr is like a social space. And it's like, it's good that they, these like, you know, sort of people like, you know, semi self-destructive, sometimes like depressed young women that they find each other rather than finding like the back of an oven for solace. Mm -hmm. And, um, And that we sort of like diminish the idea of like wearing your heart on your sleeve. Whereas like, this is like a literally like, a a set of you know like commercial items that like are about wearing your heart on your sleeve and like it's like people think like oh she doesn't realize how silly it is to wear like a boy band shirt or like a sylvia plath necklace or you know have like these really obvious tattoos um but it's like no people know exactly what they're doing when they have like very literal you know, manifestations of the things they love, like on their bodies and that they like to, that that, like those representations that they're putting forth are like, are what they want to be doing. Like they're doing, like just because like we think they are in poor taste, we really think we're really just like diminishing what is juvenile and we're diminished and we're, and we consider the juvenile and the feminine very, uh, related. Um, like, Oh, this is just a bunch of like little girls doing this. Um, as if like little girls don't have any, you know, depth of, of spirit or imagination or of emotion. Um, and that dismissing them is really at our peril. Absolutely. Uh, And so that's what that one's about. And then, but the one, the one about Courtney Love is about like how she's like, how, I mean, I've always hated the like girl with the most cake thing because it casts her as a child. Mm. Um, and, like, people are always like, oh, she doesn't even know what she's doing. She's, like, self-destructive in this sort of, like, you know, like, gluttonous girl-child way. And I said, like, I've always been much more drawn to another lyric from that album, which is, like, the liar at a witch trial. And how she's, like, pulled off acting like the girl with the most cake. But really, she's, like, sinister and violent and angry in a way that is, like, entirely rational in a world that hates women. And in a world that, like, treated her horrendously because she had the nerve to like make this hero of young men fall in love with her. And she had the nerve to be like a genius in her own right. And, you know, and so I like one of the the sort of like takeaway that I really enjoy from it is, and so I say like, wouldn't it be cool if all of those horrible things that they say she did were real? Because like, isn't that a better, more wonderful story than like, woman gets shit on her her entire fucking life, like start to finish, um, and isn't even finished. Right. You know, and like they, people still haven't stopped shitting on Courtney Love. And like, wouldn't that be cool if she was like pulling a fast one on all of us and really did all these horrible things really did like manipulate Kurt really did kill Kurt. And like my friend, I have a line in there. that's like my friend Phoebe sums it up best when she said, look, I don't think Courtney killed Kurt. And then she looks at me for a second and smiles and says, but I think it'd be pretty fucking cool if she did. And like that sort of embodies the like the sort of like ethos of that particular essay where it's like, yeah, like it would be awesome if she was just like a force of evil, like stealing men's genius and like having a blast, like pretending to be this like wayward child. Um because the other narrative is like, oh, we like, you know, 
only love those things because we love to see them break, which is like to borrow a phrase from the whole catalog. Um, and so it's like, they're very different essays. Um, both have their funny moments, but I'm like, what do I say? Which one do I, which one do I say at this thing? Do I do seven minutes from one and seven minutes from the other? The answers, I don't have them. I don't have them, Merit. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Yeah. I mean, you could take a, a poll at the beginning, although that makes you look, that, that makes you look weak. And then if, if they're looking for weakness, then they'll, they'll tear you apart. So These upstate people are wolves. <laughs> they're wolves. They're vicious. Yeah. <laughs> Read me apart. Yeah. I mean, I would ask the organizers, like, hey, would you prefer this or this? Mm-hmm. Um, but then they'll know I didn't prepare. Ooh, just say I prepared two things. I did twice the work that I had to. And yeah. you get to choose which experience you have. It's a choose your own adventure reading. Oh, that's, that is a good idea. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, to, to go back to the, the plath bit, um, <laughs> It's funny because I feel like um, it hits on a few things, which is like, yeah, like you mentioned, um, everyone loves to hate teen girls. It's like super easy and super popular. And then also online, especially, everyone loves to hate earnesty, Um, earnestness, earnesty, not a word. I don't think... um, it should be. It should be a combination mm. of honesty and earnestness. Yeah, but um, and and so that that kind of uh, almost like corny or like cheesy kind of aesthetic um, from an outside view is really easy to dismiss as like, like yeah, it's too earnest, it's too sappy, it's too direct, it's like dumb, um, and it's really funny because people in their twenties and thirties even like shitting on teen girls is like or teens of any gender or whatever is just like the funniest goddamn thing because like you're old like at that point like that is what makes you old is when you are like like making fun of teens for their choices and like people don't realize that you know and that's the thing that i find so like baffling about people who like also hate People who like hate pop music in their like, like in the, you know like the I'm I mostly encounter people in like their late twenties, early thirties, and then like a handful of people who are like, like people who are just like I've never even heard a Justin Bieber song. I'm like, cool, my dad has. And cool, you're irrelevant. I've like, and he's managed to listen to like enough top forty to be like, oh, that's Justin Bieber. Like I have told my parents, like I'm I'm a huge One Direction fan, and people are like that's for kids, and I'm like, all right, but like they've also sold like a gajillion million records. They have like profiles in the New Yorker. Like they are, they have like really positive like Rolling Stone reviews. Like these are these are records that like teen girls like that get like critical acclaim regardless of the fact that like you know people like the people who dismiss them out of hand like don't realize like oh like they don't consider the like prospects like oh maybe pop music is really good like maybe this is like yeah a matter of taste and like maybe teen girls have really great taste in like a particular you know in a particular genre that like maybe this isn't about them just like going gaga over like Harry Styles because like there's a reason that like One Direction was 
profoundly more popular than other boy bands that came out at the same time that like they endured and that like had like mass appeal. And so like, I always find like those dismissals based exclusively on like, Oh, teen girls like them is like, I'm like, okay, but like, know what else teen girls liked before anyone else? The fucking Beatles. Mm-hmm. Like, know what else teen girls liked before anyone else? Like, Elvis Presley. Like, like, there's all of these examples of like, that you can trace to, you know, like, teen girls got to it first. And like, and you know, I'm, I'm sure like, there's examples of like, teen boys getting to things too. But like, I feel like, those things are considered more like, oh, like, this is, like, hip and underground, and, like, no one understands that it's great, but it's, like, when it was, like, when, when like, when, like, teen girls pioneer something, or, like, give it enough life to make it mainstream, it's, like, auto-dismissed, and I feel like because that's who, like, Sylvia Plath has resonated with, and not primarily. It's just that like teen girls will be more actively fans because they don't necessarily like, you know, have to be exposed to like this like hypercritical, like sort of, you know, literary conversation that dismisses her. Um like that that like they just get to like love everything about what they encountered and like what they're, you know. But their English teacher was, like, being, you know, very generous about in a lot of ways, too. But, like, it 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 gets me riled up. When, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, people who I feel like should know better do it, too. Because, I mean, it just comes back to the whole, like, people are like, ah, oh, personal essay. Like, she wrote a book that's, like, basically about herself. I'm like, have you heard of that? What's that Germ- Norwegian German? Carl. I just call him Carl. Navsgaard or whatever mm-hmm. and like why is his like fictionalized version of his own life not considered like self-indulgent tripe like and every woman everyone who every woman who has ever attempted that same genre is like oh quit talking about yourself because like we consider like the the, the like you know white cis male version of like events to be like universal and we think of like any woman's version of events of like her own life as being like very particular and very like interior looking mm-hmm. and not um and, and and people like even in like reviews of my book mostly on like places like goodreads where it's not like professional critiquers but they're like who is alana massey like i was i was under the impression that like i would know who she was like why does she get to write this book like what's important about her that she gets to write about celebrities and I'm like, just, like I'm, I'm kind of like, you, who's Chuck Klosterman? Like, you know, like who, what gave him the authority? And it's like, oh, like he got the authority because he wrote about it before and like writing about it enough times, like gives you enough cachet. Like they, like they were really thinking like, why isn't she a famous person? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, like, because like cultural critics aren't that famous. and like I'm sorry I'm not on tv enough for you but like this idea that like what qualifies her to write about this I was like okay you either didn't look it up or you just want like someone famous to talk about 
famous people mm-hmm. um, in a way that I was kind of like forgiving about. Cause I was like, this person like also, she just like, didn't, I'm like very, I, like some critiques of the book. I'm very like, Oh yeah, that's definitely true. Like I should have consulted this that they're talking about. Like that sounds legit. Um, or like, I do understand why like this is problematic if not read sarcastically and like all of these things. But like when it's just like someone's just reading it and not really picking up what it's about, I'm like, Oh, like that's not like, I can't control for that. In yeah. Terms of, no. I can't control for just like, a like a, like a poorly read version of event, you know, like someone who just like doesn't get it. Um, because I'm fine with people who like get it, who understand what the things are about and then have like critiques of like the project itself or like my approach. But when I was just like, who needs another essay about Nicole Smith? I'm like, there's only like two actually. <laughs> there's been like very thorough Dan Peely piece about her and like not much else that goes through the sort of like forensic details of her life to make a case for um, like, class class like class originated and physical pain and like I make I make a case around like physical pain as like a as like a ruling you know element of her life and how that was like intergenerational from like a family that like experienced like consistent like traumas and like physical pain through like a series of like chronic illnesses like and what that's like when your body is the product and mm. what that's like when you know in these like circumstances and for her to be like who needs another like essay about Anna Nicole Smith you know and how like she was such a tragic figure I'm like no I specifically say she's not a tragic figure I mean I say she's tragic but like that it's like for these different reasons that we don't understand but um that is me overthinking one Goodreads review that just didn't get it. Um, because there's so much, I mean, I, I could read my book and like find a hundred things wrong with it. But when it's like, when it's like the, when it's like the thing they have a problem with is actually not a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, or like they're not identifying the problem correctly is when I get like really worked up and want to like get, you know, make a, make a like, a Lalana sassy account and be like, who are you to say this? And I don't do those things because like, I do have some dignity, but like, it's really hard. It's, that's another thing that's hard about having a book out in the world is like, you can't control what people say about it or feel about it or, um, or, you know, how they react to it. And mostly like, and I'm really grateful, but like most of the reactions have been like overwhelmingly positive. Um, and so, like, that's great. And But sometimes I'm like, okay, there's been too much positivity. There's going to be backlash, and everyone's going to talk about what's horrible about it, and then no one's ever going to buy it again. Um, but those are all just me overthinking things that, like, uh, overthinking all things, basically. Because, like, you don't have control over those those elements and shouldn't try to because, like, there's already there's already so many things you do have control over in your life that, like why take on more that you don't or like attempt to. So I'm going to try that more. Yeah. That's a great way to think. That's a great way to be. It's an aspirational way to be for me, for sure. Um, But I have gone a week without name searching and I'm really proud of that. What is name searching? I will name searching. 
um, is when you type your name into the Twitter search bar and you see if anyone's talking about you without using your at. Um, And here's the thing about that is it's, you know, no one ever is going to say good things uh, and not mention you. At best, they'll be like, I have a crush on this person that I don't want to talk, like I don't want to tell them. Um, But it's usually just like, it's usually not great. <laughs> okay. And um, I don't know how to do that because I, whenever I search Alana Massey, my everything with my handle comes up. Oh, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't even know if I want to tell you because I don't want you to start doing it because I don't okay. I haven't introduced this horrible curse of knowledge into your life. Um, well, the thing that people I, like once you said name searching, because I like like. I had heard variations of that, like, and assumed that's what it was, but like, I hadn't heard it called name searching. I had just heard people say like, you know, somebody searches something, something, you know, like somebody's been doing this search. Um, because I looked up the name of my book to see if people are talking about it and have been like very pleasantly surprised that like people are saying, you know, that people aren't saying anything bad. For the most part, um, but I haven't been able to find my actual name because I'm like, oh, these are all my tweets because my handle and my like display name are both Alana Massey. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I change my display name for no, a second. No, 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 leave it, leave it. Don't do, don't, don't go near that. Stay, stay away. It's bad for you. Is it? Yeah. I mean, not, I don't know, personally for you, but just in general, no one should. Um, nope. Because it's like it's the worst kind of behavior, right? It's like this the cognitive bias where like you can see all these people like rating your your shit like well or like saying nice things, and then you find one person. It's like there's an episode of Frasier like this where he does a focus group and like one guy doesn't like him, and mm-hmm. he gets obsessed with that guy and like follows him around and ends up ruining his life and burning down his newsstand because he like wants him to like him so much. Um, and don't be Frasier, basically. I think. I mean, don't be Frasier is like good life advice. I'm trying not to be Frasier. That's sort of my whole goal. If I'm doing the opposite of what Frasier would do, then it's like I'm doing well. Frasier, but I feel like the guys in Frasier are like not people you want to be. No, not so much. They're bad. I have seen a lot of it because I did used to live in Seattle and they do make you watch a couple of seasons before they'll let you move. Does it take place in Seattle? It does. See, this is how little I know about Frasier. Yeah, that's basically all I knew about Seattle before I moved there, so. Well, well yeah. what a pleasant surprise it must have been that it's not all Frasier. Oh, it was so great. It's, it's yeah. although it is about half Frasier and then it is half Grey's Anatomy, so. Okay. Um. So it is just like 50-50 on that. Um, yeah. yeah, but that's Seattle. Um. Anyway, yeah, don't name search. Don't don't look up that stuff. Don't give in to those cognitive biases. Um, yeah, we're so much better at paying attention to those like one, the one bad, like you said, the one bad review, the person who's like, I don't like this because Anna Nicole Smith, what? Um, but it's like you can't control those people and um, you shouldn't. And, the, you know, people can think whatever they want and it doesn't have to affect you. They can be off in their own world doing their own thing. And um, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I just imagine that there's not that many. Yeah, like not that many people being rude. Like there's just not that many people talking about me without like cuz like people say rude things to me all the time on Twitter. Mm. 
like at me to be like, you know, to say rude things. And I'm like, well, that was okay. Like, right, whatever. Um, and so I don't know, because I feel like people do that in order to be found too. So that they can then make fun of you for name searching. Yes, there is that. So that's just, they're winning. That's how the terrorists win. That's how the terrorists win. Okay. Like, I don't really, and that's the thing that I hate is like, when you'll like screen, I'll like screenshot like an interaction. And like, I don't want to make the person I'm making fun of like part of the conversation. And then someone will at them in. And I'm like, I screenshotted it for a fucking purpose. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, stop bringing them back into it. We're just here to, like, because I want to, like, I actually don't want pile-ons against, like, men who do stupid things on the internet for mm-hmm. the most I used to, like, quote tweet, and then a lot of guys would be like, I'm sorry, I didn't realize how, like, rude this was, and, like, and, and like, will be, like, responsive to it, and I feel like, like, because I was doing this whole, like, dragon humiliation, this thing, and then, like, having so many people respond, like, hey, not sure what I did wrong, I'm sorry, or, like, what you know and like wanting like to seemingly wanting to sincerely learn something i've been doing a like screenshot of things to be like ha ah, look at this guy like he needs to be less shitty you know but then people will like at them in and like i'm not trying to give the like lesson. yeah it's like we know where the at button is like why would yeah. you bring someone in like that yeah it's like, like you don't get to like fucking snitch yeah, it's so snitchy and like and that it's like this performative trying to be like, I'll take him down for you, Massey. And I'm like, no, I could have done that. Like I can drag a man. Like there's few things that like I'm not, you know, a sporty person, but I know how to drag a man on the on the Twitter if I so choose. And so like and I want to use them as like examples, not as like, let's kill this guy with our hateful feminism. <laughs> you know? That's not my plan. And so when people are like, hey, so and so like, yeah, why'd you do this? And like, oh, my God, leave it out. Leave them out of it. And then like I've told people that and they're like, oh, oh, that makes sense. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, which is why I'm, like, starting to think, like, maybe I should just have, like, a very positive pre- internet presence all the time and, like, forget and just, like, live and let live. But sometimes things are just so stupid, you know, like, that you just can't not call it out. Like, you'd feel bad at night for not acknowledging, like, this is how men behave on the internet. Like, this is what people think is okay, you know? Like, I can't sometimes... Just yeah, you gotta, it. you gotta I, I talk about it because people are like, why is it such a big deal? Why do you have to be th- this like angry about it? I'm like, look at all of these things that happened in one day. Like, this is why women are angry. This is why like men who rule the internet mm-hmm. <laughs> or who think that like the internet belongs to them, like need to be stopped. And, like, if you see it in the aggregate, you're like, oh, okay, wow, yeah, maybe that is annoying. But, like, not all men do that. I'm like, yeah, but enough of them, like, let me show you enough of them doing it that you might be more inclined to believe mm-hmm. that, like, that this is an issue and not, like, a bunch of outliers. Because I think that there's still, like, a very large contingent of people who believe that it's, like, outlier dummies and not like the majority of like people's experiences 
And that, like, even if they are, like, a minority of men doing these things, they're doing it to a majority of women on the Internet. Mm-hmm. And that that is what needs to be sort of, like, you know, documented and accounted for. Where it's like, look at how these people talk to people. Like, haha, it's funny for a minute, but, like, actually it's not because it shows that they are disregarding the humanity of someone else. Yeah. And, like that won't stand and like shaming them for it. Like when it's like an egregious thing is like, not like, Oh, like why like bring up the bad guys? I'm like, relax. Just let me do my thing on the internet. Like I'm not hurting you. Just don't do anything stupid. (laughs) Like, or cruel or like, or just like so profoundly like unaware of like how you're centering yourself in the universe. And so that's what I've been up to. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to go to this. Yeah, end. yeah. I was going to say I should let you get going because you got to go run, talk about, you know, uh, Plath or Love. Um, but do you want to tell people where they can find you online? Sure. So I, uh, I tweet at Alana Massey. It's A-L-A-N-A-M-A-S-S-E-Y. Uh, my website is alanakm.com. You can find my books there. And like, I, I sometimes blog because Ooh. I, I still like blogging. And so that's an update. And, um, I'm on Instagram at alanakm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm around the internet. Uh, I'll, 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 you'll, you'll add a picture to this, uh, thing mm-hmm. and we'll be able to find it. I, I used, I had like platinum hair until last week or two weeks before. And now I have pink hair and I'm like, should I send a pink picture? Am I going to be pink that long? Like, what should I do? But I will think about it and send it over to you. ASAP. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Well, have a, have a great Please. event and I'll talk to you later. All right. Wonderful. Thank cool. you so much. Bye. Bye. Secrets is hosted by Merrick Kay and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Woodland Secrets is a part of Stay Mean, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Mean at woodlandsecrets.co support. For as little as three bucks a month, you'll get access to a monthly newsletter and frequent bonus episodes of our shows. If you'd like to have a message read on the show, head to woodlandsecrets.co slash messages. You can help people find out about the show. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at Woodland Podcast and at Stay Mean Co. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>